Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. For this week, I'm back with yet another interview I recently conducted. This time, I got to speak with Bassam Tariq, the co-writer and director of the new drama Mogul Mowgli. For those unaware, Mogul Mowgli is co-written by Tariq alongside Riz Ahmed, who also stars in the film. The feature tells the story of an up-and-coming rapper that finds himself on the verge of what is likely going to be his biggest tour of his life. However, those plans get thrown into chaos when he finds himself in a hospital suffering from an autoimmune disease that prevents him from doing simple things such as walking. Yes, admittedly, this does sound a lot like another recent Riz Ahmed movie, Sound of Metal. However, don't let the synopsis fool you. What Tariq and Ahmed bring in Mogul Mowgli is a very different beast. This film also dives deep into what it means to be a Pakistani artist in hip-hop and what is expected of you from your family and community. In the interview, Tariq and I talk quite a bit about Mogul Mowgli, which marks the filmmaker's first foray in the world of narrative feature filmmaking. We talk about the extensive editing process and the 16-millimeter aspect ratio. And we, of course, talk about Tariq's relationship with Riz Ahmed and what led to them working together for this film. And for those curious, we definitely do talk about Tariq's upcoming project, the new Blade reboot from Marvel Studios, starring Mahershala Ali. While he can't share very many details, he does talk about his surprise at landing the gig and what he hopes to bring to the Blade franchise. But before we get to the interview, I got to tell you, the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. So without further ado, here's my interview with Mogul Mowgli filmmaker Bassam Tariq. Make sure you go and see Mogul Mowgli when it finally hits theaters in the U.S. on September 3rd. Enjoy. So I want to start with uh, what I think most people will notice right away, which is the aspect ratio. Uh, This is shot on 16 millimeter, I assume, and it it is a stark choice for sure. Um, What about this movie? made you think like, oh, this is the way to go. Man, okay, great. So, oh God, that was, so yeah, we did the, what is it, the Academy Ratio. We did we, we did shoot digital on the Ari, uh, but we were able to, you know, we had these old cook lenses that I think gave us a really nice look that I think we were trying to mimic the 16 millimeter look and then we added a lot of grain. Um, uh, but yeah, it was, it was tough, man. Like it was a really big decision that we made right away. We just filmed it like intentionally like that. There was no like boxes that we added in post and it was scary. Like I, I didn't realize how scary it was because it's an, it's an unforgiving frame. And the, the reason why I did it was because I was like, look, I'm an artist in progress. And this is a film by an artist in progress. We need the help of the audience to help finish this fucking film. Like that's the way I kind of felt it was where it's like, and also what I love about cinema is what we don't see. It's, it's the story around it, right? And then I think later I found Bresson's film, uh, A Man Escaped, A Man Escaped, which is literally, you know, the film that we were kind of like, I didn't even realize, but like, that's, that's kind of what we're doing. We're doing A Man Escaped with like, you know, some weird, you know, acid trip horror musical elements in it. But, but it's, still, it's still very much in that vein of like where we're with this person. So it just felt like we got to box them in as much as we can, but I need the help of the audience to film the rest. That's awesome. So uh, with that out of the way, let's talk about the the story and the genesis of this a little bit. You co-wrote this movie with Riz Ahmed. Yeah. And, yeah. and clearly he has a history with uh, rap music and, and, you know, the immigrant story and all that. And you also, though, you know, I don't know if you're a rapper in your spare time, but you, you definitely have that immigrant story and, and you can relate to that as an artist, you know, exploring your heritage and community through, through your art. So with all that said, uh, when you have 90 minutes to tell a story and you, go, you guys are both coming in with all of this like personal experience, did you have trouble 
kind of reeling it in? Uh, could you have made this like a three hour movie? <laughs> You know, the reality is the earlier cuts were quite long and there's a lot that we cut out and we just we just tried to simplify things as much as we could. I think that I think this is this is the issue that happens with a lot of immigrant stuff, right, Charles, is that like when you have a minute to tell something, you have like a little bit of, of a podium, you want to throw everything, right? Like we want to talk about this, we want to talk about that, we want to talk about that, blah, 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 right? And it's like, and it happens in all these films. It's like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, we have to talk about this and we have to, because like, we don't think we'll ever get this chance again. So. I had to talk, I had to think like, okay, what, what's the film that I wish I could see that would give me permission to make mistakes? Because that's all I fucking care about when it comes to cinema is, is the ability, is somebody giving me permission to fuck up? Because that is the, like, that's what it really is. It's the ambition, is the failing forward that, that Terrence Nance talks a lot about. It's like, that's what we want to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, like, man, like, I'm, like, I've seen it, like, we've seen this, you know, we've seen this before. We've, we've seen, I mean, like, even this synopsis of this film is like, oh, okay, it's, I think I think this film just was made, right? Like, but it's like, how do we make sure that it's so in us, that it's so real that like the funny thing is Riz didn't even want to play a rapper in the beginning, but I pushed him. I was like, look, the reality is so we Riz and I we did a trip together in Pakistan. And I saw him, he always had a notebook with him and a pen. And I was like, this dude is just he's just a lyricist. He's just a poet that just happened to become famous as a real, like, I mean, he just happens to be a really strong actor, right? But he's actually a poet, right? So I was just like, so I pushed hard. I was like, you're gonna have to be a rapper in this. He's like, oh man, and this and that. Cause I wanted to play on the insecurity as well because, you know, he talks about this openly where like, it's, it's very clear that one career of his has risen more than the other, right? Like, you know, so it's like, I, I think for us to talk about those insecurities and being honest about that insecurity is, is really the key to such great work and and being vulnerable about it. And then, you know, I think when he started being more honest and giving so much, then I had to just really respond to that and give more. So I think in that man, like, yeah, the, I will say that our editor, Adam Biskupski, who came on board to basically cleaned up the film and, and helped <laughs> us through a really ridiculous editing process. But but he was really the heart of this. If, if there was like three of us, it would be Riz, me, and then Adam. So you, you, you kind of alluded to it. I think the elephant in the room with this is a Sound of Metal. You make this movie, which is great, premiere it in what, like last February, it's been a minute. And yeah. right after that, you know, Sound of Metal had been seen and, and released and all that. But right after that, Riz just explodes on the scene with all this awards talk. And yeah. and you're like, well, well, shit, you know, I've got this movie with Riz that's that's better, you know, or, or you know, that's subjective. But, you know, yeah, and, and, yeah, I, I love Sound of Metal. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sound of Metal is great. We talked to that yeah. filmmaker, too. And and yeah. Uh -huh. So when you read the synopsis, like you said, they're, they're kind of similar. An yeah. artist, you know, goes through this medical condition that threatens their career. So yeah. I'm giving you the the plot, the, the platform here. Explain to people why this is just such a different beast than Sound of Metal. <laughs> Um, look, I don't like the funny thing is I love Darius and Riz wouldn't be Riz without Sound of Metal. And while he was working on Sound of Metal, we were working on this together, you know, and the uh, it, it's I don't know. Like, the thing is that I, I don't even know how to answer that. I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at no. it because, because um, you know, I feel like maybe that's it, it's it's uh, I don't know. I, I kind of. <laughs> Well, yeah, what I'll say though is yeah. is yeah. going into it. I read the synopsis. I didn't I didn't watch any trailers because I had heard all the hype, and I was like, I want to watch this fresh. And I read the synopsis, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like you said, I've seen this movie before, <laughs> yeah. but okay. And then within the first you know few minutes, you're just assaulted by the in a good way by the the aspect ratio and the acting, and and it's very 
confined. And then it's it's this story that I think is is much more personal. Uh, Sound of Metal is much more about you know hearing and and the disability, but this is about you know his his community and coming back home and and all this stuff that I was I was pleasantly surprised by. It went a lot deeper into that side of it. If, if, if there is something that I, that, I, that I will say, and this is something that I try really hard to do in my work, and it's something that I think a lot about is, what does it mean to deracialize somebody? Um, and that is something that, that I think about. And I don't know if that was the intention for Sound of Mental. I don't think it was. But, you know, um, it's, it's like, I was like, as I was watching, I was like, oh, his name's Ruben Stone. And I was like, that's, that's really interesting. And, and I think everyone should be able to play whoever they are. If he's playing a Jewish man or whatever, that's cool. But 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 to me, it's like I, I guess I just don't know what what that means, you know, because for me, coming from my experience being, you know, like being South Asian, it's like I can't hide from that. I can't fucking hide from my experience. And like just like, you know, like the, the new projects that I'm working on right now, it's like you read the old Blade comics. It's like they never meant like it's like even, the you know, it's like they never mention like who he is. It's, it's like there's almost this like masking of, of his identity or, or of his race or it becomes like a joke or like a you know, like a slang thing. So I think that's what, what I get really curious about is like, how can that be an, a, a plus, an added plus, or not just an added plus, but but a way to see the world differently and how beautiful that is, how we all have, it's like when you look at queer cinema or you look at like Andrew Hay and his work with like The Weeknd and, and this interesting conversation that's happening over one night stands, you know what I mean? It's phenomenal. I'm like, wow, I'm getting such an insight and only, it can only be two gay men. That, that are having this moment you know what I mean? it couldn't have been anybody else and that's what i like about it so that's what i just think about sometimes and, and i'm curious about that as well of like you know what does it mean to you know what, what does it mean like for diversity and stuff um because is it just like oh we're, we're here to fill in a hole you know what i mean or or is it like who we are actually brings something else you know to the story as well that that's more than just our melanin you know what i mean like like, um, and it's just a question. I don't know if there's an answer to it, but but I even like, I love the Green Knight. And then like my friends and I were like, yeah, but Dev Patel, like, it's like he was so good in it too. And like, and I'm just like, but like, is there something about like, man, maybe he's like an adopted kid out of this part of India and now he's here. And like, it's like, there could have just been something, but it's like, but but so so the erasure of that is also something that I think is is interesting. You know, I don't know, it reminds me, of forgive me i'm going off on a tangent but like i remember abc family or like abc <laughs> tv like would, would have these like we're gonna do cinderella roger and hammerstein cinderella <laughs> and they basically like it was like brandy with cinderella and then like but but her sisters are this race and that race and it's like and then oprah i think oprah was or whitney houston was it it was just like cool i get it but i'm also just like this is a colors of benetton moment of just like like what do each of us bring you know what i mean what do we bring and that's why i go back to the weekend as a film where i was like wow that's you know what i mean like that's what it is it's it's a unique queer experience you know what i mean and it's undeniably queer and it's undeniably cinema so that's that's what i try to think about you know when i when i even like as i'm working on some of the stuff that i'm i'm dealing with now it's like how do i not just okay well let's just clear it up let's just you know it's like no 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 you know, I feel like there's where we're past that. So, yeah. So kind of segueing from that in 2021, it's a sad state of affairs that there's still tons of racism and prejudice, uh, especially when it comes to to Muslim people. And like you were saying, people from from South Asia. So I can only imagine what it was like for you growing up in the U.S. in a post 9-11 America. And 
you're getting this film. It's been out in Europe for, for quite a while now, but it's finally coming to the U.S. It's 20th anniversary of 9-11, all that jazz. So what do you hope that, you know, Americans that may not be familiar with, with the culture of Pakistani people will get out of this movie after they watch it? Man, I don't know. Like, I, feel, I feel like the power of cinema to me is just to expand hearts. You know what I mean? Like anytime I go see something, it's like, I just want my fucking heart expanded. Like I want to learn something. I want to be like, 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 it's like, even like with the green Knight, like I loved it because I'm just like, it's committed to a singular intention of, you know, bravery, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, what does it mean to be brave? Like, and you know, and sometimes being brave means that you will die, right? Like, and are you willing to die? For honor. And I'm like, that's just so beautiful, right? Like, and I'm, and it, and it, and I left that film different, right? Like, and I feel like that's the power of great cinema. So if we can just, man, expand hearts and, you know, and, and, you know, the best of film, the best of art does that for me. And, and that's what I, I look to art for, you know, it's not, you know, and, and I, and I understand that some people like to, you know, kind of interrogate the darkness of humanity and this and that. It's like, yeah, but like, I can just read the fucking news for that. I don't, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, it's, there's nothing new that you're going to tell me watching something that's overly dark and the world's a dark place. And yes, I get it. I can listen to a Rob Zombie song. Like, I get it, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm down. I'm down. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, but 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 I have to believe that that there is a reason to to be there. You know, it's like where Leonard Cohen says it, right? Like, what well, there's there's a crack, a crack in everything. That's where the light gets in. So, you know, it's like that's that's what I'm curious about. And um, yeah. So this is your first uh, narrative feature. You, you've done a documentary previously. Um, what was it about this movie? Was it just, you know, with conversations with Riz that, that made you think like, this is the one I want to make as my first? You know, I never, I never thought about like first or this or that, you know, and I think it was more about like, like I have a friend who I love and him and I have always talked about doing something. So let's just put our, you know, like, <laughs> let's put our dicks on the table and now let's make this. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things of like, let's just figure it out now. You know what I mean? Like, can we work together, right? Like two people in this industry that look very similar, similar heights, very similar life experiences. Can we work together? Like, that's really the question that I think we were asking each other because he's never, I think, worked with like a Pakistani director, you know, made a director like, like that looks like him you know, that's probably younger than him, right? He's everyone that either way. So it's like, you know, it's as inexperienced as me, right? Like, so it was a lot, it was a lot, you know, for him to also come on board with, which I didn't think about, right? But, but yeah, man, it's, I think that's, I just see everything as kind of like an experiment, man. I can't think of it as like, like, you know, this is my first, will it go down in history as this or that? It's like, that's the stuff that, you know, if any young film, like any emerging filmmakers is hearing this, it's like, it's, it's just about discipline and keeping to your, like one step at a time. It's like a hike, it's a marathon. It's like, you, you just, if you do the Appalachian Trail or if you do any kind of hike, you just gotta worry about your next step. So for me, it was just, that's what it was. And that's even now as, as I take on whatever the hell this next thing is, this is like one step to some, one step. Even though I am, you know, thinking because it'll be more public, right? Like I'm, I'm still, yeah, it's, I'm just trying to remember it's just one step. That's awesome. So let's, uh, you, you mentioned the experiment part of this and, and you, people might be caught off guard, not just by aspect ratio, by the story, by how hard you hit, but also by the editing and, and the, the imagery that you see. It's, it's almost experimental in the way you handle the narrative. And so I'm curious, you mentioned your editor. I'm curious when you're sitting down and editing this movie, if you were ever concerned about going too far in that respect and oh, had to rein it in. <laughs> We we went really far, man. Oh my god, we had like versions of this film that opened with like 
the weirdest like British colonial stuff and like <laughs> it just got so weird and we were like referencing other weird films and like and then there was this like we, we made this like weird like <laughs> uh yeah like because there was just a lot of stuff that that we made that I made Riz do and you know we had this incredible like movement director Polly Bennett who worked with uh Rami Malek in uh you know for, for Freddie Mercury and Bohemian Rhapsody so she's just like such a phenomenal presence and we we, cr we created these like dead scenes that and we did all this stuff it just didn't didn't make sense you know but like i had it in there and then we had archive and this and that and it was just so random and it was like what is this you know it just felt more of like 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 a really nice art installation starring riz Ahmed, right which i was like no and that, and that doesn't that 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 didn't do service to his to his performance it didn't do service to the story it didn't do service to the community that that we're from so I think I had to get all that out of me, right? That kind of that ego that I had of like, this is how I want to tell the story. I don't want to move the camera with no cuts in the film, right? Like, to like, no, embrace the cuts. It's okay, right? It's good for us to see people reacting shots. Like, it's okay. Like, it's, so in some ways, like, I find it to be, you know, it's funny. Like, I'm like, oh, it's such a basic film because that's, that's what it is in my head. Like, it's like where, where you wanted to take it and then where it was, it's such an early phase. And I think where we are now in the middle, it's, it's 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 interesting like I, I i can't watch it you know because i see so many things and even though like i've made all the decisions and everything and i stand by them and, and i'll fall on my sword um you know it's it's still something that i'm like oh man this is you know <laughs> i don't know if it's you know if, if, if it was as radical as i think we as i want it to be with it but it, but that's okay because you sometimes have to get over yourself which is yeah. something that i think i like about cinema is the ability that I believe in the importance of it being accessible, right? Like, even if it's hard to watch, it's like you give the rules of the film in the beginning, right? That's what something, an incredible editor who passed away recently, and I love to mention names, you know, because I think we should honor the, the people that have helped us get to where we are, was Jonathan Oppenheim, who who edited movies like Streetwise. He edited, um, what else did he edit? He edited uh, Paris is Burning, right? He He's worked on a lot of really, incredible films, uh, Laura Poitras's The Oath, you know, and, and he always said that you give the rules of your film in the first 10 minutes. You tell people exactly what it is. Then you can break the rules later, but they need to feel safe. So that's what I was attempting to do. That's awesome. Well. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned it earlier, and I know we can't get too much into it, but I, I would be remiss as a, as a comic book nerd if I didn't mention Blade. Um, you, you've been You've been reportedly attached to this movie. So obviously I'm not going to ask you like, what happens, but I, I'm always fascinated by Marvel Studios seems to do this quite a bit where they will take these, um, you know, young indie directors and throw $200 million at you and say, hey, make a superhero movie. So I'm curious, coming from this, why you think that that now is the time that you think that this is is the right move? That's such a great question. So yes, yeah, so first of all, I can confirm that, that I am directing Blade. Um, Marvel's letting me do that, and Marvel's letting you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got like there might be like a Marvel sniper here somewhere, like yeah. at, like pointing a gun at me or something, or or I don't know, a, a red acting like device or something. But um, what 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 I will say is like um, it's not that I felt it was I I didn't think that you know this was gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like just to be very honest, like I'm honored and it's a privilege, but I'm here to in, in service of Stacey Osekafor. Who is the incredible writer that's writing the film? You know, she wrote. Uh, she was. She wrote on Watchmen. She wrote also Pen Fifteen and Power and The Morning Show. Like she's just a phenomenal presence and a juggernaut in her own right. 
um, you know, and Mahershala. So for me, it's, it's, it's really working in their service. And I think that's how I'm trying to take it day by day because it's, it's, um, to think of it anything more, you know, is, is tough because yeah, like man, imposter syndrome is real, Charles, you know, I don't know if you feel it sometimes, but you know, like I, I wonder every day, what am I doing here? Like, oh my God, is this the day where, you know, something happens or whatever, like, you know, um, like where I got found out as a fraud, even these interviews, like, am I going to say something that makes me sound stupid? And then everyone's just, oh, but I'm so stupid. And the whole world thinks, oh, he's stupid. Or, or, you know, or an actor that I really love reads it and goes like, oh, I would never want to work with him. Or, or, you know, or somebody reads it and goes, this is the end of me or something, right? Like, you just, you just get so worried. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm learning, man, how to just like take, take my breaths, you know, and um, I'm honored. That's all I can really say. And they take big swings, man. Like, like, you know, for a big studio and I see your Captain America shield back there, so, <laughs> you know, and um, I can't say anything about it, but I'm so excited about what we're doing. Like, I'm so excited, Charles. And I can't wait. Like, let's, let, let's go pen something in for, for whatever it's coming out and let's talk, man. Like, like, let's, let's talk about it because it's going to be, it's going to be fun. One, one other question I have to ask is, uh, yeah. everybody knows Wesley Snipes played and I grew up with it. I, I know where me and you are probably roughly the same age. You probably grew up with it too. Um, is this, you know, as much as you can say, is this still a horror movie first or is this, you know, an MCU movie first? There's no wrong answer, by the way. I'm not trying to box you in either. I just, I mean, yeah. I'm curious what, what you can, uh, tease about that. What I can tease about it is that we care about characters very important for me and character is something that I don't, I don't think of genre. I think of character and where our character has to go is going to be really important. Um, what's so great is they don't, it's not like they give you, you know, like it's not as Buxton as I think people imagine it to be, which, which I thought it was quite, but um, you know, it's, it's quite exciting. And I think the reality is there is no blade canon. You know, like yeah. Blade is quiet. You ever read the comics, they're always like changing. Like, oh, it's, this is a story. Then, then there's a story. It's like, wait, what's the canon, right? It's not like Peter Parker, right? His name is Peter Parker. Like in some comics, his name is Frank H. Blade. You know, it's, like, it's, it's Eric <laughs> Brooks. So, so it's an interesting thing of like, unfortunately, the runs never lasted that long. So, um, you know, and, and I think there have been some interesting, exciting ways in, but, you know, where, where, uh, yeah. But, but I can say it's character first. Yeah, I, I, I challenge people who aren't familiar with Blade's comic book runs to look at his early appearances because they are something else. They are definitely not like the uh, the Wesley Snipes movie, that's for sure. <laughs> they're, they're much... but, but hats off to Wesley Snipes and what he did. Like he started this whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. He did, and yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll get off the, the Marvel thing and we'll get back to the, the movie at hand here. So like I mentioned earlier, you premiered this uh, over a year ago. Yeah, uh, it was at Berlin, I believe, and yeah. got great reviews. Everybody loved it. But then the pandemic hits <laughs> and, you know, the movie industry falls apart and you're just sitting on this movie for a year and a half. So what does it feel now to, to have it released to the world and, and, and in the U.S., you know, where, where people can finally absorb it? You know, it's it's really bittersweet, man. Like this is because I mean, like it, it had a great release in Britain and all that. But like I'm I'm a I'm I'm an American based filmmaker, you know. So this is my home. So to see, I'm scared. Like Charles, I'm really scared. Like, what will they think? Will they get it? Will they just be like, oh, this is like a Pakistani version of like Sound of Metal? You know what I mean? Is that <laughs> like what's gonna happen, right? Like, or is it gonna be the funny thing is I can say all this to you, oh, because it's a podcast, right? So. It'll, it'll, but, but I, but you know, it's like, 
um, it's scary, man. It's really, really scary because I'm trying hard not to let it get to me, you know? And um, because, you know, it's, the funny thing is that you just look to things that will just, um, you know, confirmation bias is real, right? So if the, you'll have five, you'll have 500 great reviews, but that one review that goes, no, no, it's quite bad. You're like, yeah, you're right. Oh my God, that one guy got it. Or that one woman, she actually really knows me and she knows that I'm, that I'm, that I'm a failure, that I'm a piece of shit, right? So, you know, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't take it personal, but, you know, but now it's out in the world, man. It's not mine anymore, you know? And I think um, I just, you know, but if there's a sadness that I have, it's just that unfortunately Riz can't make it out right now because of the situation, you know, with COVID and everything, like where we're trying to keep things safe and, you know, and then we had all these things planned here in the States and, you know, and it, it's quite sad that we can't be together because uh, I mean, I miss him and we're very close and we were working, we were working out a few things until uh, things got a bit derailed from, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever is happening now with, with my work. But, you know, um, I will say that like the, the pandemic was, was difficult. And I think um, at least we were blessed and great. I was grateful that we had that moment together to celebrate in Berlin and there was a question, do we hold back and wait for like Toronto or something? And I'm happy we didn't. I'm happy we we did the we did the Berlin. We did it big. It was beautiful. It was an honor. And we were all able to celebrate um the cast and crew because it was like a family. And I, I was just so honored to have had that moment with with all of them. Well, that's great. Yeah. And and you guys did kind of sneak under the gun, so to speak, as far as the uh getting that big premiere just, you know, what was it like maybe a month, month and a half before kind of the world shut down. So that's, that's great that you're yeah. able to share that. Yeah. It was probably a super spreader event. I won't lie. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think Berlin was definitely like, I think we all left a bit sick, like, you know, afterwards. So <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, let's, let's, we're kidding people. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm joking, joking. Yeah. yeah. I love but, Berlin and, and it was life changing for me. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, I uh, want to wrap up here. Thank you for joining me. It's great. Uh, can't wait to see everybody out there should go see uh, Mogul Mowgli when it comes to a theater near you, as long as it's safe. And uh, we'll be anxiously awaiting news on Blade because uh, I will tell you after watching this, you, you kind of hinted that there are some thriller horror aspects of Mogul Mowgli and, and there are and it made me think like, ah, uh, He's got it. This is going to be good. Oh, thank you. So oh, I was, man. I was, I was psyched. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we do. Please keep us in your thoughts and well wishes, man. Like this is, it's going to be all of us working together to make this something special. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could do worse than Mahershal Ali. That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh,